it shows that I continually put in work and I, it like shows all that work paid off. And it, I wouldn't have done it without my great like team. And it's just a great honor because it shows that I represent Wyoming by being their Gatorade Player of the Year. And it's just, it's awesome. Sports Podcast. I am your host, David Graff. Joined alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Robert Munoz. We've got a great episode on tap for you today. Tons of news out of the University of Wyoming football program lately. Craig Bowl just dropped the depth chart this morning. There have been some updates and additions to the TV schedule for the University of Wyoming's fall football schedule. So we're going to dive into both of those things here. And then we have a special interview treat with Douglas High School's and future University of Wyoming women's basketball player, Allison Furtick. She was named Wyoming Girls Basketball Gatorade Player of the Year last week. It was her second time actually winning the award. Kind of an impressive feat on her part. So I went down to Douglas and I interviewed her at, at Douglas High School, actually, you know, outside the, the recreation center. The rec center in Douglas is connected to the high school. Pretty cool. Pretty neat setup they got there. So uh, talk to her about Gatorade Player of the Year, what she's going to remember from her time in Douglas, and then what she's looking forward to when she makes Laramie her official home here shortly. So we're going to get into all of that, but first, Robert, how you doing, man? Doing great, as always, Mr. David Graff. Um, it's been a while. Haven't been able to see, see you. It's good to see you on the screen there. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, yeah, thanks for doing that interview with Allison. Um, I thought it was pretty interesting when you asked her what her favorite Gatorade flavor is, because green apple, that... There, there, are, there have to be just a very limited amount of people who uh, say green apple is their favorite flavor of Gatorade. Yeah, I wasn't entirely aware that green apple was a real Gatorade flavor until I actually looked it up. And, it, and there, there's green apple. There is green apple Gatorade. That's a real flavor that you can purchase and consume. She also it says tastes, you like lemon lime. So yeah, I'm a, a big. Yeah, it tastes like um, the Green Apple Jolly Rancher, if you've had one of those. Uh, okay. That's what the Gatorade tastes like. I don't... That's not, not my favorite fan. Jolly Rancher. That's not my favorite Jolly Rancher at all. So what's your favorite Jolly Rancher, and what is your favorite flavor of Gatorade? Blue on both. No hesitation. No hesitation. I love blue Gatorade, dude. It's the best. It's the best Gatorade. Cool blue. It's blue, too. It's just blue. There's no f other way to describe it. It's just amazing. All right, well, you'll hear Allison talk about her Gatorade Player of the Year award here in a little bit, but I wanted to start with the Pokes TV schedule. It's uh, pretty, pretty interesting. Pokes fans are going to be treated to a ton of games that you're not going to have to really search for to find on TV this fall. Few games haven't been announced 
where they're going to be on TV yet. Like Hawaii, New Mexico, Ball State, and the season opener against Montana State. But we do have announcements about the second game of the season at Northern Illinois. The Pokes will play on ESPN+. Then they'll have back-to-back contests on CBS Sports Network at UConn and at Air Force. Everyone knows CBS Sports Network is not my favorite, but they do do a good job broadcasting the games. And then the first time that the game could potentially be uh, on a big-time network, Fox, Fox Sports 1 or Fox Sports 2 for Fresno State. And then again on October 30th against San Jose State. And then back to CBS Sports Network for the Border War. So might as well just go to the game. It's going to be in Laramie this year. No need to worry about CBS Sports Network broadcasting that one. And then the Boise State game will be on Fox Sports 1 and at Utah State, the second to last game of the season. And the final road game of the season is on CBS Sports Network. So basically read off the entire schedule there and told you where you can watch each game or most of the games. But, Robert, I want to ask you, what what game are you most looking forward to watching or being there? Or, you know, just what game are you excited to see the Pokes play in this fall? It has to be the uh, November 12th matchup with Boise State mm, on FS1 Friday night. Uh, so hopefully there will be a lot of eyes on there. Um, but it, it's going to be the end of the season, toward the end of the season, third to last game for Wyoming. Uh, I think there's going to be a chance that that's going to be a deciding game and who could potentially uh, – set atop of the Mountain West standings at that point in the season. And then Wyoming has Utah State after that, and then Hawaii and Laramie at the end of November. That's going to be a – I'd like to think that would be a tough contest for the Rainbow Warriors there. So I think that Boise State game might be the one that I'm most looking forward to. Um, but, of course – First game of the season, Montana State, vegan. Um, that's going to be fun to see, fun to watch. I don't know if I'll watch it. I don't know if I'll be there, but that'll be a pretty good contest to open the season as Wyoming hopefully just puts it on them. Yeah, I don't, th- I don't know if you are a Poke fan or at least an actively engaged one and you don't have that first game of the season scheduled to, you know, find a way to get in front of a whatever television channel it ends up being on, because that's just, that's going to be amazing. Okay. I, I cannot wait for the first game of the season. And it's not because it's the first game of the season. It's because it's Brent vegan in Montana state. It, it's going to be amazing. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, Craig Bowl looking over at the opposing sideline and he sees Brent Vegan. And he's like, wait, I'm wondering how many times he's going to have to do a double take, you know, because he's used to seeing Vegan not 
not on his sideline. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Is are, is there going to be a um, standing ovation for Vegan from the crowd? I think he deserves one. I yeah. guarantee he doesn't get one. He hundred percent deserves one, but he's not going to get one. Would you stand yes. up for him? Uh, I'd clap sitting down. I don't know if I would stand up. I'd so clap you, sitting down. You give him a little, you know, golf clap. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. While you're still holding your Coors Light, you're not even going to give him both hands. Coors Light? No, none of that. Um, they don't have Miller Light at the games, do they? I don't remember. I don't think they do. A couple years removed, so. It's been a while since I've been able it's, to make it's, it. It's been a while. But I want to ask you, over the win total for the Pokes is eight and a half games right now. I don't know how much the TV schedule factors in, maybe the game times. I, don't, I really don't know. Over or under, bias aside, eight and a half wins for Wyoming this season. I, I don't really – I don't like that number at all. Eight and a half, that's, that's a lot of wins. For it's a little Craig intimidating, Bull. huh? That's it's a, a lot of win, wins for Craig Bowl. I don't think he's ever topped that other than the one year that they went to the Mountain West Conference Championship game. And that game at Northern Illinois is going to be tough. The Ball State game is going to be tough. The I, I really think the Montana State game is going to be tough as well. Yeah, Craig Bull has never topped eight wins in any season in Laramie. So over under eight and a half, I think it's a pretty easy play to bet bet the under. Seems like it. Seems like it is. There will need to be a couple of big wins. Uh, Boise State, obviously. San Jose State, um, they're going to have to win on the road in San Jose State. Air, yeah. Force is never, Air Force is never easy down there. Um, so, yeah, I might. That San Jose State game, that's the one I have also circled on my calendar, aside from, of course, Montana State. I'm really excited to see that one. And Nick Starkle in his 11th year in college football, along with San Jose State head coach Brennan being back in San Jose for some reason. I guess no one thought he was good enough to bump up, even though they did win the conference and they did win a bowl game last, last season, which I, I say while I'm biting my tongue because everybody – I just I can't stand San Jose State, the Spartans. The, is there is there an asterisk with that Mountain West title? No, 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 no asterisk. They played, they played, and they won. They beat Boise State. Boise State was a machine, and they they sawed them off. Can't take away from what San Jose San Jose State accomplished last fall. It was it was truly remarkable. Nick Starkle looked like a competent. FBS quarterback, which is not something that anybody has ever said during his college career. So kudos to him. I mean, he he lost to San Jose State while at an SEC school. That's how incompetent he was at playing quarterback. 
before showing up for the Spartans. So good for him, good for San Jose State, and I can't wait for that game. I really hope it's on Fox Sports 1 somehow on October 30th. You know, that 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 would be a good time. That would be a good – you may catch me at that one. I may make the, the trip over to San Jose just for that one. Birthday, birthday weekend. There you go. Your man. birthday weekend. There you go. There you go. Uh, my ties run deep to San Jose State and the area. All right. I, 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 going back to this win total here, though, I don't think that, I don't think over eight and a half is a smart bet. There are only three games on the schedule this year. Four, if you want to include Hawaii in Laramie that you can count as guaranteed wins. Well, I mean, is it unreason- it's definitely not unreasonable to think that Wyoming starts the season four and zero, especially going to UConn. I mean, what's UConn stores, Connecticut? I you can't you can't discount ball state and northern Illinois. They're gonna they're going to lose one of those games. I just I, I know it in my heart of hearts. It, neither of those teams are New Mexico State. Those are competent FBS football programs. Yeah, and we all remember what happened last time uh, Northern Illinois and Wyoming took the field. I think it was the last time they played. Had to have been. The game that ran until 2 a.m. in Laramie. Exactly. Josh Allen. uh making the terrific touchdown dive for the score, game winner. I think Jacob Hollister said that that was his favorite memory, uh, his favorite game played he did at War Memorial that. Stadium. He did say that was his favorite one, not against Boise State. Yeah, but that was the first one he mentioned, the first thing that came to mind. So, you know. I just – But, I, yes, you're, you're correct. Those will be tough games. Um I'm I also just saying don't it's think not, you it's can not, count out Montana State. It's not I unrealistic. Really don't. Vegan knows some uh, some some tricks, some I bold mean, tricks. He, they've been practicing, you know, since Vegan showed up on campus. Like they're going to play a season. Yeah. And he's going to pull everything he can. Obviously, at Montana State, their big game is at the end of the season when they play uh, he Montana. Wants, he wants but to win he so bad. Personally, would do anything to win that game on September fourth. I mean, anything, anything. He might even like offer up a sacrifice to whatever gods, football gods, are out there. And. The, and Montana State has a former NC State, North Carolina State quarterback, who should be running the show for them. I just I, – it'll be interesting. It'll be very interesting if you ask me. I just – I don't like the idea that they're – if I'm including Montana State in the wins, though, but if there are four guaranteed wins for the University of Wyoming – that leaves eight other games and requires Wyoming to go 500 and then win a bowl game to exceed the eight and a half total. And that also requires both Levi Williams and Sean Chambers to be upright, which neither of them have proved to be able to do that. 
for a full 12 game season, let alone last year in a, in a, in an abbreviated six game season. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, but, uh, what 21 returning starters for the Cowboys, uh, get into the depth chart and, uh, is 21 returning starters necessarily a good thing? Well, coming off a two and four season. I mean, yeah, because a lot of those players were with the Cowboys in 2019. So, you know, they have a lot of them are. I'm just asking experience. a question. We'll dive they're, into it after this interview. We'll dive into it more after this interview with Allison Furtick. The depth charts were released this morning by Craig Bowles, so we'll talk about that on the other side. Right now, enjoy this interview with Allison Fertig from Douglas High School, who is also headed to the University of Wyoming to continue her basketball career. She's coming off a second Gatorade Player of the Year award. That's two more than either Robert or myself have if you're counting at home. So please enjoy this as well as I apologize in advance, the interview was recorded outside, so it is kind of windy. It, it, I can't do anything about Wyoming's wind, neither can you at home. It's just it's the reality that we live. So please enjoy this interview, and we'll talk about the Wyoming football depth chart on the other side. It's your second time winning the award. What does it mean to you to win the award, not once, but twice? It means a lot to me just because uh, it shows that I continually put in work and I, it like, shows all that work paid off. And it, I wouldn't have done it without my great like team. And it's just a great honor because it shows that I represent Wyoming by being their Gatorade Player of the Year. And it's just, it's awesome, yeah. So you win Gatorade Player of the Year, but the real question that came to my mind is, what's your favorite flavor of Gatorade? <laughs> um, I like green apple. I like green apple stuff. Um, the lemon lime is pretty good to yellow, so yeah. So, so <laughs> do you prefer Gatorade? Is that is that the preference or water? Um, I just go with water, but I like Gatorade once in a while. So yeah. Awesome. So, so. Can you tell me about some of the hard work that you've put in? Obviously, it's paid dividends for you, you know, on the court and your team, and you're heading to the University of Wyoming to continue your basketball career. But can you tell me a little bit about some of that hard work that you've put in? So besides just my high school career, um, when I first moved here in middle school, I was introduced to these awesome girls, Jocelyn and Cam, and they invited me to play on their travel basketball team. And then I wasn't like a big like basketball fan, like. You know, but once I moved here and I got introduced to them, they it was really fun and they had their parents were great coaches and so that just got me like start of my love for basketball. So then I got older and we had lots of success in middle school too. And then in so my, after my freshman year I also played for a AU team. And then this past summer I played with the AU team out of Fort Collins, and that was a great experience. We went a lot of places, and I got to play with Jocelyn. It was during COVID, so it was it was a little weird, but it was really fun and just experiencing basketball with a lots lots like many coaches. Um, it just 
broadens your horizon. And But most of my work I did here at the high school with Coach Helmble and it's just awesome because he he just helped me with lots of things because I'm a post clearly but like he wanted he told me every year that I could be great and that I just need to keep keep working on lots of things because he wanted me to be an all-around player how can you say thank you to him for you know putting in all that work with you and developing you as a player um you know it's just I'm just so grateful and he'll probably never know how much grateful I am because I'm not a very talkative person and it's <laughs> kind of emotional if I'm being honest but um, I just want him to know that it really means a lot and that I'll never forget all the time we spent together and he's one of my favorite coaches of all time so. Looking back on your career here at Douglas who was pretty successful, I mean, two Gatorade player of the years speak for themselves the state championship what are you going to remember the most from your time here as a as a Bearcat um I would say the memories with my team the state championships I'd rather win another state championship than be Gatorade player of year any year because that's what really matters because it doesn't just represent me it represents my teammates and my school and just Wyoming in general and it's just much more meaningful because like it impacts a lot more people than just a title like Gatorade Play of the Year. Is there anything from one, any of those state title runs that you are going to remember in particular that just stands out to you? Um, well, this, pa this past state championship, it was one of the weirdest ones because, you know, COVID, but then just some of the offenses and defenses we see when we go against people since we're so dominant. Um, that's probably what I'm going to remember because it's really funny. Because I just, you know, it was probably a good plan and I had good intentions in mind, but I didn't, I wasn't a fan of keeping one defender back, trying to stop our fast break when they weren't doing much on the offensive. But I give credits to them for trying new things, but yeah. But all of them, all of my state championships are remarkable, so. I had forgotten that, honestly. <laughs> and yeah, what, what was that like? Um, what was that like for you on the team, for the team and on the bench? You're just like, what, what is happening? You know, at first, like the first half, you could kind of tell we were kind of thrown off. And like, we've never seen that before. So it's like, what do we do? But then after the halftime, Helmbolt was just like, everyone's just going to throw. We, I told you this whole year that everyone's going to throw weird stuff at you. And so he calmed us down. And we're like, oh, this is easy. Like, and I thought we just like, we used the weirdness and we were like, okay, we just pushed that aside and was like, okay, let's just play our basketball, like how we play basketball. And, you know, I'm not sure that that defense actually kind of actually worked for them, <laughs> but it was still a fun game, so. <laughs> it paid off for you, yeah. certainly. I mean, you're headed to the University of Wyoming to continue to play basketball. What, what was that process like choosing UW? So UW was the first to contact me, and it was amazing because um, just like I, I didn't know I would have interest so soon, but I did. And they just have a great coaching staff, and they just kind of made it, made it easy for me to choose because it's a great place in Laramie. They have a great, um, just their seven, the 7220 building is just amazing. And um, 
you know, people always tell me I look good in gold, but that's besides the point. But <laughs> um, it just feels like home and I didn't want to go too far because I'm not a big city girl. And I just like the idea of having my whole, like my home state, like support me and play with players that I've played against in high school, so. What, what was that moment like for you when they first contacted you and you're like, holy crap, it, it's actually Wyoming, it's them, They're, they want me. I know, yeah. So they contacted my coach and my coach told me and I was like, oh my, like I didn't know, I didn't know it was gonna happen so fast. It was probably in, during my sophomore year, it started happening and I was like, oh my, this is, this is actually happening and I, so I just, I, I did continue to work hard, like just so um, <laughs> I was proud, like, oh, this is a hard question. It's just like, it just shows that all these years, I put all this, all this work in and I can actually play at a, like a bigger level. And I, I was really excited when they contacted me. You know, I got a couple, I, I got a couple offers from other people, but like UW just hit home and so it was, it was fun. So what, what were those other schools that were looking at you? So I, I had a call from Wichita, but that didn't go really, because I didn't really have interest. But like Northern Colorado, and then I had some smaller schools, but like since I closed off my recruiting so soon, my committing, verbally committing, I didn't have a lot, but because I knew I wanted to go to Wyoming, so it was pretty easy to choose. What, what is your favorite thing about Laramie? Um, I like it in general, but I just like how it's so close to home, and like it's my home state. So I don't, I, could, I couldn't see going anywhere else, and I just like Wyoming because it's because it's a, a big school, NCAA like Division One, but like it's a like a it's a smaller town. It's not a big city, and I I don't like traffic. <laughs> I don't like people. I don't like a lot of people because it it's kind of stressful, but. That's fair. That's, you kind of hit Laramie on the head. Laramie on, you hit Laramie with the nail on the head there. So what, what would you say, what would you say makes it feel, you know, so much like home for you? Well, um, it's, it's so close to home because I live in Glendale. And so it's a nice trip back to my actual home. But just like, cause there's so many people from different schools that I already know that are going to UW and past schoolmates and just I family there. And um, just knowing that I'll have like the Wyoming support there and they'll support me even more cause I'm from Wyoming. It's just amazing. And I'm ready to call it my home and live there for my four years there and I'm excited. UW, the girls basketball team is extremely popular there's a lot of support there what what are you most excited about you know to play in front of your home state fans like that I'm excited because like it's well known like uh, the girls are great and they've been great for who know like forever and that like sparked my interest because not just they're the only uh, university in our state but they're really great and they live up to the name and I'm just excited because I get to help them and I, I'm just excited to be like um, part of their program and be like when people think of UW basketball, they'll think of me in the future, so. 
That's pretty cool for sure. Going back to the Gatorade Player of the Year here, what, what do you think made you stand out for not just one time, but a second time this year? Um, you know, usually people say like the best player, they score a lot. And so I was, le I was leading the state in scoring, but not just scoring, I was leading the state in rebounding. And I take pride in my rebounding and my blocks because that shows that I'm defensively good too. And like, that's probably what I take most pride in because, um, you know, scoring's great, but if you don't have good defense, you're not gonna go very far in basketball or anything, so. So the, those other aspects of the game, people forget, they're pretty important. They're how you, you know, secure the ball, get the ball to your teammates and they can score too. What, what would you say is the best aspect of your game right now? Um, just my presence in the paint, because it's hard, like, these, like, it's really hard for the, the like, smaller girls to go against me just because I'm a big presence, and it's even just hard for my t t teammates during practice to just go around me, and so I take pride in my height, and not everyone is tall, and I'm just lucky to be tall, and I use that to the best of my ability, and so, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned that you weren't a huge basketball fan until middle school. Is there anybody that you watch or that you try to model your game after? Um, yeah, so I didn't start actually loving basketball until middle school because before that I was like a softball player. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but I was a softball player. Anyways, so I didn't grow up watching a lot of sports. You know, um, the only really sports I watched is UW because I was sparked interest with them. And so once in a while I'll put on a game, but there's not any like certain people I look after, but because I'm not a big sports watcher, unless I know the people. I know, that's weird, but still. <laughs> hey, you gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah. You gotta do what you want, what you're gonna enjoy, so yeah. I can't blame you. How, how do you think that your game can improve? What, what would you like to get better at? Um, since once I hit college, there, there's gonna be a lot bigger girls, and in high school you don't see a lot of tall girls like me, and so, I want to imp keep improving on just getting stronger, getting the weight room. We're like going against taller girls, so I have practice. So when I get at the university, I'm not like, you know, weak in the paint because I want to be strong. And then, of course, I need to increase my range because making layups, like 10 layups a game, is not going <laughs> to do a lot in a college basketball. And just working on like more post moves to inc increase my like, like, range and skill set so I'm ready for anything. When, when do you head out to Laramie? I'm planning to go up there July, in July sometime, to work out with the other freshmen. Anything else you want to add about Wyoming Gatorade Player of the Year, yourself, your time at Douglas, the team, your coaches, anything at all really? Um, Nothing besides that I'm just really grateful for the experience I've had here for four years and what I'm going to have in Laramie for four years. You know, I've had my ups and downs, but I wouldn't be here without them, and it's been just amazing time, and I wouldn't take it back for anything. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate your time. <laughs> Thank awesome. you. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> and I hope you guys enjoyed that interview with Allison Fertig. Certainly enjoyed getting to know her a little bit and appreciated her time meeting me at high school 
after she's already graduated on a Saturday just to go get her. Really appreciate her time and uh, certainly going to be rooting for her to continue to succeed at the University of Wyoming. I know she's excited about Wyoming fans cheering for her as she is from Wyoming. You know, that that's a special feeling for her. So excited for her. Now back to poke football here. The depth chart for the football team was released this morning by Craig Bowl after a long wait. 21 of 22 starters are back this year for the Pokes, as Robert and I were saying earlier. We're getting a little chippy, a little into it there. The only different starter this year is Isaiah Nair, who come who will head into the season as of right now as one of the starters at wide receiver. He was not previously a starter, but everybody else remains the same, including Sean Chambers top the list at QB. Very excited to see him there. Obviously, should should he not be able to go, Levi Williams will be ready to step up, I'm sure. Robert and I were saying, though, is returning that many starters a good thing? Is it necessarily a great thing? I, th- I mean, I think it's a good thing. Con- continuity is always a good thing to have, but a new a new insertion of guys, sometimes not only does it bring new energy, like Katz has mentioned multiple times about Tim Polisek bringing new energy to the offense, it also just means that you're finding talent, developing talent, and getting it to a – point where it's ready to get on the field and show that talent quicker than you may or may not have expected also increases competition you know if a guy who has not been a starter before believes that he can actually become a starter then he's, he's got more incentive to get out there and lay it all on the line that that's my thoughts on it but what robert you're you're in Favor, you like the notion that this many guys are returning starters. I think it was hard last year for everybody, and everyone's talked about this. Uh, Sean Chambers went down, and I think that kind of just third play of the season. And that just, I mean, just, just, it just hurt the team so bad. Just mentally, I think they just weren't there after that for at least for a couple games, and then. And now Katz has talked about it a lot. Like you just said, there's just new energy. Um, you just touched on continuity. That These guys are experienced. They're very experienced, um, especially the offense, the offensive line. Validate, Chambers, Everhart. Uh, they're taking this new offense and they're digesting it. They're veterans. Um, it's easy for them to digest it, I believe. So all the questions pointing to the offense, I think they're going to be successful. They know each other, the same locker room. I think it's I think it's going to be great. And um, I could see them winning nine games. I don't know. It's going to be tough, but uh, I think it's a good thing that they're returning all these starters to sum it up 
Those are all fair points and certainly do not disagree whatsoever that 2020 could not have been an easy, easy season, just even getting to the field and then you lose your guy, the guy, Sean Chambers on the very first series of the season. And yeah, so I'm not, I don't want to discount that at all. I just, you know, sometimes you like to see new names, new faces. So it's good to see Isaiah Nair in there after he made some great plays during the 2020 season in limited time on the field. We'll have plenty of more time to break down the depth chart and get into all of that this summer. Can't wait for a good summer of podcasts here on the Wild Sports Podcast. That's all we have for you this time. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Really appreciate all of the people who have subscribed to the podcast, rate the podcast, do everything that they can to help us grow the podcast. It really does mean a lot. It, yep. it means a huge deal, you know, checking back in each week. And it seems the podcast has a few more seemingly new listeners. So that's that's really exciting to see and just encourages us and just encourages us to continue to you know, provide a good little distraction for you, an opportunity to think about University of Wyoming and Hi- Wyoming High School Athletics. And we really just, we love get, bringing guests on, you know, like two-time Gatorade Player of the Year, Allison Furtick. I just, I can't get over the two-time because neither Robert nor myself, I, I've never won anything from Gatorade. Me either. I've never even I don't won. think their online contests or anything so it's kind of sad actually i was telling jeremiah yesterday i won 20 bucks on a scratch off ticket at a liquor store in san diego randomly just well there you uh, go there, so that's about, about as close as, yeah that was about as close as my accomplishments get that would buy a lot of gatorade and if you want to buy us some gatorade feel free to donate chip in a few shekels at the link in the description of the pod. And if you don't, but you want to hear more, listen more, read more, see more from myself on Twitter at Mr. David Graff and Robert on Twitter at R Munoz 307, holding it down for the Cowboys state. As always, he's got a ton of Legion baseball that he'll, he'll be all over this summer. I know. I know. Hopefully it's a lot of fun. I know how excited he is to cover those games. So tune in there to get updates on everything in the Cheyenne Legion world there. And And go nuggets, go nuggets this weekend. Go nugs. Let's close it out before it gets to game seven. That's I I don't want to deal with the Damian Lillard game seven, honestly, just ridiculous. Well, Shout out to Shakewell for the music. We'll be back next week.
Shout out any suggestions, baby. Now 